Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Last time, we pondered the past. On today's podcast, we continue our conversation with our president, Dr. Scott Krasner. We will continue on Scott's adventure to see where he is today and how he lives in the moment in this episode of History of President Interview. Welcome, Mr. President. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, I am honored uh, to uh, participate in this podcast. Scott, I promised our listeners quite a journey, and boy, did you deliver. I appreciate your time and openness in allowing all of us to get to know you better. Tell me about your rededication platform to members in particular. This past year has been very tough for everybody, very stressful going through the pandemic. I felt as I started uh, my presidency that uh, we would take a fresh start. And so my goal is to rededicate ourselves. I'd like to first rededicate to Walma itself. We're evaluating our bylaws for any necessary changes, our budgets, and our processes to make it better and more user-friendly. Secondly, we're rededicating ourselves to members to encourage participation, interaction, and inspire them to participate, as well as interacting with our uh, parent uh, organization, ACOM. And finally, to walk, we're rededicating ourselves with the hopes of uh, having a conference in person to make it better, more enjoyable, and more educational. Yeah, I think that's been very difficult over the past year for that rededication to participate in a world where we can't come together and finding new and innovative ways to do that and especially interact with our brethren at ACOM and across the country. So thank you for that. I'm looking forward to this year. It will be exciting. Agreed. Would you say that our WOMA members make up the team that is WOMA? Yes. One person can't do it alone. Uh, I may be president, but really it is not me. It is a true team approach. We're not just colleagues. We're family. And whether you call it Ohana, Mishpacha, or any other term to mean family, we really are a family. It is a team. Oh, I love Ohana. That brings me back to my Navy days in Hawaii. Oh, I miss that place. Speaking of teams, a little birdie told me that you are the team doctor for a local high school. Tell me about that. Well, I used to say that I am doing community service, but in a medical legal that uh, takes on another connotation. I do think it's important for everybody to give back to our society and give back uh, to that and do something that you've never really done before. So I reached out and I uh, wanted to uh, uh, be the team doctor, not because the football players are taller than me, but because I enjoy it and I learn from it. And high school sports, it actually keeps me young by being associated with the youngsters there. I would have to agree that being around young people definitely keeps you young at heart. I wish our audience is enjoying laughing and smiling along as we talk through this. It's been such a joy and I, the smile on my face is ear to ear because it's something enjoyable to be speaking with you right now. I just appreciate it. It's 
phenomenal. Uh, so as a reminder to our listeners, throughout the interview, I'm going to throw in some fun questions to get to know you better. Does that still work for you? Sounds like a plan. So you spoke about some of your current activities. I wanted to know something that almost nobody, but maybe close friends and family would ever know about you. I'd say that most people don't know. I met my wife at our high school prom. We had separate dates. We were introduced. And the rest, as they say, is history. 42 years. Wow, that's unbelievable. We'll have to do a separate podcast to find out that story. (laughs) Oddly enough, we are still good friends with the girl that I took to the prom. She and her husband and kids live in Philadelphia, so we keep in touch. Oh, that's perfect. I I think we need that more now than ever. There's so much negativity in the world, and it's so nice to hear such a, a great outcome. I'm going to continue exploring your current activities a little bit more. Do you remember what my yoga instructor says after a good warm-up? Things are getting juicy. That's correct. (laughs) You mentioned that you work in the mining industry. Now, I did my research at University of Utah and know a thing or two about mining for coal, salt, and gilsonite. Do you know... Or have you heard about Gilsonite? A little bit. Perfect. Well, for those in our audience who don't know about Gilsonite, it is this solid hydrocarbon, and it's a form of asphalt or bitumen (laughs) and used in dark colored printing inks and paints. And the elevator that's used to go down into these mines are about as tall as me and about as wide as my arm. So it was a bit tricky to get down there, all 1,200 feet. I wouldn't have guessed mining in Arizona. Tell me about it and how you got interested in that. Arizona is called the Copper State because of the copper mining. Arizona is famous for mining copper, also silver. Uh, We do have some rare... Uh, earths such as uh, gold and molybdenum. Part of the training and residency is actually be there, participate, see what uh, people do in their uh, lives. And aside from growing up having Tonka trucks, I realized that these copper mines have equipment that's immense. They haul trucks, three stories tall, the tires are bigger than school buses, payload of 240 uh, tons. And I was just enamored by that. And I hope that I could make an impact keeping people safe and healthy dealing with this immense equipment. I agree. I am also amazed at what humans have done with those big Tonka trucks. And then also as a flight surgeon, those C5s that can fit a couple tanks and choppers in them themselves. I am just amazed how those things can get in the air and how much we can do with the technology that we have to move earth and find these minerals and, and all the hazards they create. <laughs> what is amazing is as big as the equipment is, the way they extract uh, copper is the very same process we did in high school chemistry. Remember electroplating, copper sulfate bath, electrodes? And that's exactly what we do. So it's no different than high school, except that it's on a tonnage scale. 
Oh, that's great. It's, it's nice to think of something so complicated, but make it appealing for, for those starting out. <laughs> okay, take us through your most interesting mining case or interaction. 55-year-old gentleman works as an electrician at the copper mines. The electrical equipment is in the neighborhood of 50, 60,000 volts. And he was working on a junction box right there at ground zero. There was a short, it sparked, and there was an electrical explosion. He developed second and third degree burns over 50% of his body, which as you know, that's leading into mortality. The good news is we air vacuumed him. We got prompt uh, medical attention. It has taken time. He survived. He does ha has had uh, some recurrent scar revision uh, surgeries, but he is functioning with restrictions. And to me, the most interesting uh, aspect of it is that although we cannot control and prevent all injuries, but to deal with something so potentially life-threatening and having to work with it and having survival is exciting. Very powerful. I'm, I'm glad the, the case turned out well, but definitely makes you think of the, the hazards in the mining field there. Okay, so let's, let's get a little bit light here. That was very deep. That was a, a touching story. I'm gonna bring it up a, a level or two. So these next questions will be the rapid fire portion and you'll just have, you'll just have a minute to answer them. All righty, are you ready? Go ahead. All right. What's one thing you spend way too much on, but don't regret? Driving. I drive a lot of mileage, both for work and for uh, pleasure. Getting out on the highways and drive, man, that is just very fulfilling. What's your most productive part of the day? First thing in the morning, uh, six or seven in the morning. Least productive part? Quitting time, about four or 5 p.m. I just can't, can't stand uh, uh, that time. I can't wait to get home. What's your favorite music type? Probably musicals. I love singing with the musicals. Even though I don't have a good voice, I love singing with the musicals. What's your favorite sport to play or watch? Skiing, no doubt, uh, to play. Uh, for watching, it would be uh, football and uh, baseball. I like to see how they set up their uh, plays and how they execute it. Nice. Since we just finished the Super Bowl here, what did you think of the game? I thought it was very exciting. Uh, I was rooting for the under underdog because a friend of mine went to med school in Kansas City. I think a lot of us were rooting for Kansas City. <laughs> so how exciting is it that walk will be in your home state this year? Remind me, how do you swing that during your presidency? <laughs> I actually didn't swing that at all. Going up the ranks to become a president uh, is a years long process. However, being a president, I do have discretion in terms of guiding the uh, board uh, as to where walk should be. And uh, we do have a chair and a vice chair uh, who has taken the uh, reins uh, for that. So I'm very proud 
to show off Arizona. Walk 2021 will, we're crossing all of our fingers right now. We have four crossed fingers right now. Will be held in person in Phoenix, Arizona from September 29th to October 2nd. The theme is a time for renewal, rejuvenation and rising above. What does rejuvenation mean to you, Scott? Tell me about how it relates to you and how it relates to walk. Well, just like the legendary Phoenix who rose out of the ashes and rejuvenated uh, themselves, I feel like after the pandemic that we have uh, lived through, we are rising out of those ashes, going to have a uh, conference uh, that's bigger and better, more educational. And I feel like we're going to rejuvenate, feel refreshed and hopefully be in a person. So to me, the conference is a time to feel refreshed and to rejuvenate ourselves. Yes, I think it would, it's great timing given that hopefully the majority of us will have had the vaccination at that point and are looking at a post-vaccine COVID world with more engagement. Scott, it's been great fun getting to know your current goings on. To set us up for the next episode, a quick question. Do you ever play the lottery? Actually, I don't. I, I have no gumption uh, uh, to do that. Okay. Well, let's do a hypothetical then. Let's say the Powerball is at a billion dollars and you won it. What would you do with that win? I'd probably give it most away to a charity, to people in need, to my uh, family. I'm sure I would probably invest uh, some. But I have very simple needs. Uh, I just want to drive a car that has four wheels and runs. I have very simple needs. Thank you so much for your time today, Scott. It's been a pleasure getting to know your HPI. Given the enormous negativity in the world, I'd like to have you share something positive in your life with our listeners. Something positive always comes with the negative rising out of uh, the ashes. About 10 or 12 years ago, when we had the Great Recession, a lot of my client companies were going bankrupt. And as a trickle down, my business was going down fast. 35 employees going down fast. It was a time of despair. Until my daughter, out of the mouth of babes, said, Dad, you have a roof over your head and you have a family that loves you. All of a sudden, it turned around. And my attitude towards it turned around. I became more positive. I have rebuilt my uh, practice. And better yet, I am a better person. And I carry that positive attitude wherever I go. Again, thank you so much, Scott. Thank you. On the next installment of HPI, we'll explore what Dr. Krasner has planned for our future. Until then, stay safe, stay healthy.